Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions, the show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars is the subject. And joining me once more in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, it's the greatest Star Wars man fan and buddy out there. It's Lando's trusty co-pilot, Blyen Num himself. Oh, I never in a million years would have thought of that one. I came up with it today. That is that is a spicy one. How are you, Hud Solo? You are right, mate? Hud Solo, all good as ever. I've been in the boat with my three-year-old Paul Glavin daughter as a captain this weekend, and I've survived to be here, so I'm very pleased about that. But how in the oh. name of Hoth are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. The weather is absolutely gorgeous here in britain at the moment we're obviously in spring headed into summer so that's beautiful but i tell you what mate i tell you what go on i'm super excited to shoot the galactic breeze this is an absolute doozy of an episode uh so let's talk some star wars what's the word from the cantina what's been happening in the galaxy blilo ring well, it's been a big month. May has always been kind of a big month for Star Wars, really, yeah. uh, because it has been a lot of celebrations all around for the anniversaries of The Phantom Menace. 20 years ago, The Phantom Menace came out, which is crazy. Like People, people have been going on about that left, right and centre, and I don't blame them. Um, we all have memories of that. Mine, oh, I was very young. Matt was young. But yeah, I, I, it's surreal to think that was two decades ago. Two decades ago. I feel like it. It's crazy. And then obviously we've had the Attack of the Clones um, anniversary. I, I, again, I can't believe where, where the time has gone. 17 years. I remember um, playing, re, replaying and uh, redoing scenes from Attack of the Clones in my uh, primary school playground. Do you know what I mean? That's what it's all about. Mental, absolutely mental. So people uh, all online have been sharing and celebrating about the uh, anniversary of the prequels coming out or the first two of the prequels coming out. And so that's been great. It's been super fun seeing that everywhere online. now. How, what were your thoughts on that, mate? Well, Revenge of the Sith is 14 years old this month, and I think Empire is 39 years old at some uh, this month. I guess every single film, apart from the Disney trilogy, if you will, they are. Yeah, they were always made. They're all made, so every it's, it's anniversaries everywhere. Um, I'm not sure if anyone yeah. else has had an anniversary this month, but um, I'm I'm all for it. I I watched the Phantom Menace on Sunday. I got sucked in online. Everybody was talking about it, and I thought, you know what? I don't dislike the film like some people do. I I I, I it has its flaws, but I enjoy it. And the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. Even Jar Jar and. Again, having watched, having read other books and other material, that actually enhances that story. So, yeah, all for it. I might watch Attack of the Clones again uh, soon as well because uh, my sand addiction needs curing. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, they're not exactly they're not masterpieces in a cinematic way in any, any shape or form. But do you know what? And it, even even when it comes to Star Wars, they're not necessarily my favourite Star Wars films. Um, but I love them and I grew up with them and I have so, so many fond memories watching them and, 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 and reenacting and playing with the action figures as a kid from those, from those shows. 
really, really is special. So, yeah, all those memories for me are flooding back. And I, and I think it's been great seeing so many people reacting so positively to The Phantom Menace 20 years on. It ain't a perfect film, but it, it really is. a It's good fun. It's good fun. And again, that's what it's all about. Have fun, guys. And yeah, I'm good to see so much prequel love going on. Um, we also had another kind of smaller news. EA are still tweaking Battlefront 2. This time, the Heroes and Villains mode is getting a little bit of surgery. Gone are the sort of in-game player targets where you were the target and everyone would just gang up to slice you down in seconds. And now it's back to just slaughtering <laughs> each other. So um, more cosmetic changes for Battlefront 2. Just wondering how much more they're going to do before Jedi Fallen Order. Are they going to keep giving Battlefront 2 updates? Are we going to get Battlefront 3? Or I'm interested in that because they keep get, giving these updates to the game and, and they are making it better. We've had more Kashyyyk and Kamina have been given the the new game mode yeah, well. capital supremacy. Capital yeah. supremacy, but yeah. I it's short news, but thought I'd mention it because if anything to make that game more no, enjoyable is good by me. It's worth mentioning, and I, mm-hmm. you know, you know me anyway. I think we're both super, super excited for Jedi Fallen Order. I cannot oh, wait yeah. to sink my teeth into a story-based Star Wars game. We've only been waiting like four years for it, so or five really. It's been ages. Full on, it's yeah, been, full on, it, yeah, full on story, yeah. It's been, it's been a, it's been a while, and I, I really, really, really can't wait for that. Um, it, when, when it comes to will there be a Battlefront three? Let's see. I think they're going to keep on supporting Battlefront two. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if actually we get, um, some new maps when the Rise of Skywalker come out comes out. I'd hope so. Yeah. Yeah, and. Just just with that in mind, I think it'll be a while before we get a Battlefront 3. And I think they're probably going to want to wait and see how Jedi Fallen Order goes. Um, but yeah, I, I, the more Star Wars games, the better, as far as I'm concerned, as long as, long as there's quality. Um, but I was thinking the, the other day, you know, how many Star Wars games like 10 years ago, 15 years ago came out that were so great and, and it was such different spectrum of of games you know games that i've not even played that i know are good fun because i've seen youtubes of them uh, youtube videos of, of them online and they, they, they're wicked they're wicked so yeah let's let's watch this space yep i can't argue with that so uh we have one more bit of news as well coming from the galaxy yeah this is this is a really exciting one the master himself john williams Probably, I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say he's probably the world's most famous film composer I think he is, ever. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Well, we have really good news. John Williams has said that he's written about 25 minutes of the Rise of Skywalker score. And he says, he says he very much enjoyed what he has seen of the movie so far. Yeah. So he's obviously seen a rough cut. He's seen seen bits of it, and he's already started composing and making bits of it. And do you know what? Let's be honest, right? Let's be mm-hmm. honest. He ain't going to come out and say, no, can't stand it. It's awful. <laughs> but I, equally, not, not to say that it's the bad thing with any of the other films, I don't recall John Williams coming out and saying something so positive about a film before. I can't think of anything. But at the same time, he doesn't have to. He no, could just exactly. say, don't have to. You can just shut say, I've, done, I've done some of the score, so uh, yeah, you'll, you'll hear it when you see the film. But yeah. I, I tend to side with John Williams. Like he, he doesn't, I can't imagine him being the kind of guy to just 
you know, toe the line and say, yep, it's good, even if he didn't think it was. I imagine he'd just be diplomatic, but slightly less, slightly more more tactful. I think there's some really good news. And don't forget, this is a guy, this is a gentleman who has is seen the Star Wars saga change and grow. You know, he's seen yeah. the story develop. And for him to say, I've seen that bits of it, and yeah, it's great. That's a good thing because he know, he knows, and the, and the guy he he is a man of the arts, right? And for him to say, you know, this this is great. I don't know. It's it's the excitement, the hype is building, man. The hype is building. His, his music, which has become so integral to all, well, now nine of the films. Uh, so if anyone knows the the passion and the heart of Star Wars, it's it's John Williams. So yeah, hype train is starting to starting to get that a little bit faster now. Big time. Before we move on to the main awesome segment of the show, got to shout out that <laughs> coming up is uh, on Thursday, 23rd of May, 2019, is the day to let the world know that you, the listeners out there, want another solo film. The hashtag Make Solo 2 is happening. So use that hashtag, Make Solo 2 Happen, on your social posts. Uh, and got a shout out to uh, John, James and Lacey from the Resistance Broadcast and Star Wars Newsnet for getting this campaign off the ground, getting people together and gaining some serious traction. So we'll give you a galactic fist bump. Uh, but yeah. to, to Blyas Beckett, just quickly then, are you gunning for a sequel to Solo? For sure. The film was fantastic. The film was absolutely brilliant. There's a, a whole episode and a whole different talks about why Solo didn't necessarily financially perform. But the, but the film was, was brilliant. And the actors were fantastic. And, and the film was left in, with, with a cliffhanger. You know, oh, multiple yeah. cliffhangers, you know, and I really want to know what happens. So please, please, Lucasfilm, please, Disney, don't let this, these cliffhangers be answered with comics and books. We want either a film or a live action TV show, which kind of leads us on to some of the questions we got in this episode. But I just wanted to say that then. Yeah, if I, I, I want to see where it goes. Yep, agree. I, I would love to see a solo too. More Alden and Donald. So get that hashtag make solo two happen on all of your socials on Thursday and let guys at Lucasfilm and Disney know that we want more we want more harm. But uh, here we go. We asked you guys, the best listeners in the galaxy, to send us questions and boy, did you deliver. We have been swamped. There's more swamp than Dagobah here. We've been swamped with some incredible questions, so thank you each and every one of you. I guess it's fair to say, Luke, shall we? We got a cheeky, 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 cheeky little voice message through from the lovely Eric Eilerson. Let's hear what he's got to say. Hey guys, this is Eric from the Living Force podcast, at Eric Eilerson and at Living Force Pod on Twitter. And my question is, with the Cassian Andor series coming to Disney+, Plus, what character do you think would make an awesome next series? I know a lot of people want Kenobi, I do too. I would also love a Bail Organa miniseries with the birth of the Rebellion. Maybe get Sabe in there. Uh, but which one do you guys think would be the coolest one to put next on the slate? Uh, love the show. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much for sending that in, Eric. The first of many voicemails we got in this brilliant Q&A show. <laughs> um, right, so what character would you like to see in the, have a Disney Plus show? Hmm, I think there are... So much, there's so much potential, and my only thought 
is that we seem to be hovering around a safe space when it comes to um, the 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 shows and the spin-offs, and that is generally the original trilogy, mm-hmm. right? Rogue Rogue One, Han Solo, and now The Mandalorian. It's all during the time period that I'd consider original trilogy um, time, bar The Mandalorian, obviously being five years after Return of the yeah. Jedi. But hey, it's got stormtroopers. It's got OG stormtroopers in it. It's got Tatooine in it. It's it's, it's definitely it's okay, isn't it? It, yeah. It's an original trilogy vibe. That's what it's all about. So I would like to see something set in a different time period. I'd like to see a Knights of Ren show, Ooh. and that's probably better suited for a film. But I'd I wouldn't mind seeing a Snoke one. Um, again, this all depends on how the Rise of Skywalker goes, right? I yeah, mean. Yeah. A lot of things might be answered and developed a lot more in nine, but let's see. Equally, I'd really, really like to see, and, and this might be coming up a bit more on the show. I'd really like to see a Kenobi series. Yes. Like yes. episode, we're talking. See, to me, that is a perfect bridge, a better bridge than Solo and Rogue One between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. And I think there's multiple ways to do that. But there are some brilliant writers out there. And, you, you, you know, there is a story to tell. It's not just a dude in his home all day just waiting for Luke Skywalker to become, like, a teenager and find him out one day. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There, there is a story there. Yeah. And I think it's probably best suited for a, a short series, a six-episode series, than than a film. So I, 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 th- those are some of my thoughts. What about you, dude? What are you thinking? Yeah, 100% Kenobi. I think a series would properly delve into him on Tatooine, because then you could have him thinking at, reflecting on everything that's happened to his failure, the fall of the Jedi and the Republic, and, plus, and also him kind of feeling or sensing this darkness from across the galaxy, which we know is Vader. Because uh, yeah. eventually he finds out that Darth Vader is... Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader, sorry, he's still alive. He knows he's Anakin. He knows he's still alive. Um, I also like Eric's suggestion that it could follow Bail Organa and the birth of the Rebellion, so set right after End of the Sith and how the Rebellion came to be. But um, if you couldn't get that, I'll take Young Palpatine before The Phantom Menace. Maybe a little take on that Plagueis novel and we could see him as the apprentice and then leading them to him killing his master before Phantom Menace. But Palpatine's they're bringing him back. He's been back in Rebels. Obviously, we heard him in uh, the Rise of Blywalker trailer. Why not a young, young, um, young Palpatine series? That that would be my shout. If it wasn't Kenobi, young Palpatine. Well, play, played by Matt Smith, right? Oh yeah, because because uh, that's it, what that's the rumours. Yeah, yeah. He's in, he's going to be in Episode Nine, right? As a young Palpatine, right? That's what we, that's what we hope. Maybe. Yep. Yeah, he he won't <laughs> tell us that, but we're telling you it's a scoop. It's not a scoop. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like, I'd like, I think he could do it. People say Tom Hiddleston, but I think Matt Smith would do a very good job. For sure. And I know Eric uh, mentioned um, the Bail Organa and the birth of the rebellion. I I feel that, you know, again, it, if it's done well and it, and if it's written well, then I don't see a reason why not. Politics it's in just, the galaxy. Yeah, it could, it could be cool, especially like from an underground perspective. But mm-hmm. I just feel like we're touching on that a lot. At the moment, with Rogue One, with Cassie and Andor, um, the series that obviously is coming out. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that would like that. That time period, to me anyway, feels a little bit oversaturated. So I think I would pass on that personally. But 
saying that, who am I kidding? Oh, I ain't passed on no Star Wars content. But still, <laughs> you'll be, there, you'll mean, be like, there first day. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't necessarily be my first choice, but good idea. Good yeah, idea. Good show. On Twitter, we had both eyes missing at both eyes missing. It might be Kanan. Uh, he asked, do you think we will see different coloured lightsabers in the rise of Skywalker? Potentially raised lightsaber could be, or maybe if she's if she has recruited this new breed or squad of Jedi, it would be it'd be cool to see. However, I think any new trilogy, any new trilogy like Benioff and Weiss or Ryan Johnson, I reckon that's where we're going to see them. And even then, they probably only be yellow or white because I can't really imagine a brown lightsaber. But I think in a new trilogy, maybe. But what do you think? Do you think we'll see new colors in the Rise of Skywalker? Dude, you you know you know that I was all for a yellow lightsaber yeah. in episode nine. I was so rooting for that, and that was it one of the happen. that I mean, it could. I don't think it's going to. I I think they're going to play it safe. They're going to go for the for Kylo's red saber and and Ray's uh, blue lightsaber. I do think, however, if if there's going to be a third color, it's going to be green. And it's mm-hmm. going to be, and, and this is just me spitballing, that it's going to be green and it's going to be Luke's lightsaber. Ooh. Or we could be, we could see Palpatine's red lightsaber. Or alternatively, we could see a new lightsaber being held by Snoke or Darth Plagueis. Same person, isn't it? Same person, yeah. Palpatine, Ray, Snoke, they're all the same person. And I'm telling you, like, if, if Snoke's got a, his own lightsaber, I, you know what? I reckon it'll be white. Or no, I dark think, I or think it would be as well. I think it'd be different to indicate he's a different force user or from a different part of the galaxy or something, or like from the, un- yeah. from the unknown regions. They, they play it different over there. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yep, but uh, I, 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 I do think, again, that's veering off towards not likely. But let's see. Let's see. This is the speculation. This is where the speculation begins. Ladies yeah, the fun and begins. This is it. This is it. So yeah, but yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a great question. But I I I think it's going to be pretty red and and blue, and that's it. Can't argue with that. Badly. No no no. But there we go. Anyway, following on from that, we have the lovely Kelly Hoston messaging us on Instagram. Whoop. Thank you again for sending in a brilliant message, Kelly. Always appreciate your love and support for the show, mate. Really, really means the world to us. Um, You say, do you think the sequel trilogy is as quotable as the other two trilogies? I love this question. This is a a great question, and it's not too serious. In short, my answer is actually going to be no. Mm -hmm. Just because, firstly, we've only had two films so far. So we're 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 a third away, um, and compared to let's say the I I'd even say the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, the third films in both of those, so Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi, are probably some of the most quotable <laughs> in the whole front in the whole franchise, right? And yeah, uh, especially yeah. Revenge of the Sith gets so many quotes, mostly from memes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that counts too, I guess. One thing I do find myself saying, I, I, I say it almost daily, is um, a classic Poe Dameron. Uh, you talk first, I talk first. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, I'll like change it, something like if, if me and the missus are like in a tight doorway or something like that. And I'm like, you, so uh, you go first, I go first. <laughs> I, don't like, we, I'm, I end up doing that all the time, all the time. Um, but there, I, I'm sure that there are loads of other 
um, memorable quotes from the sequel trilogy. No one's ever really gone. If, that, I keep hearing that loads and loads of my friends using that as a joke and stuff like that. It's just, uh, it's good banter. What about you, Matt? What do you reckon? Well, I've dude? just got the image of you picking up your phone at work, leaving it for a few seconds and then saying, who talks first? You talk first, I talk first, to an important <laughs> client, just to see how, just to test the waters. But That's what happened. Oh, no, okay, I thought you were more professional than that, but I'm glad to know you do that. I'm no, I'm not more professional than that. Come on, <laughs> please. <laughs> he picks up the phone and says, hello there. What hello do there. I think? I think we'll see after the Rise of Skywalker, but I think The Force Awakens was definitely more quotable than The Last Jedi. Off oh, the top yeah. of my head, I can think of um, Chewie, we're home. Oh, That's not how yeah. the Force works. Uh, when Han says it's true, all of it, um, why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? We say that enough. Oh, General yeah, Hux's Nazi yeah. speech. There's been an awakening, of course. Tell that to Country Club. It's probably oh, my favourite quote classic. in the last decade. Of course, TL, the last Jedi, we had the spark. Uh, Poe talk about the spark. It's time for the Jedi to end. Let the past die, and um, that's not how we're going to win. Fighting what we hate, saving what we love, and all that. But um, I think The Force Awakens was, ultimate, was more quotable. I guess we've also had longer to kind of sit with those other films. So we yeah. know the script in and out. They're just the top of my head. I mean, there's probably more when everyone keeps shouting traitor at Finn. And one of the stormtroopers is T-R-A-R. People, was, that's it. Yeah. People dubbed him that. So I think, yeah, the third films usually have those kind of, as they're kind of trilogy send-offs, they, are bit, they have kind of more built-in quotes or catchphrases, if you will. So I think we're going to see more in The Rise of Skywalker. But I'd be lying if I didn't want more like, wicked Star Wars quotes to come out of, out of oh, it. Yeah. But, it's, oh yeah, it, it's getting there. I think I'll put and, it like that. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that sentiment. And I think one thing to remember as well is like when when Revenge of the Sith came out, and when Attack of the Clones especially came out, no one was doing prequel memes and stuff like that, <laughs> quoting like "Hello there" and so no one was saying that. It's taken a good few years for that to happen for for the the fandom if you will, to mature, for it to settle into the fandom. We all try spinning because it's a good trick. I don't know. Oh, mate, that's that's a classic. <laughs> little little boy Annie, who who does it better? Honestly, it, it's it's. I can't wait for the Rise of Skywalker. I think I think we're going to have a, a quite a few cool quotes come out of that. But there's there's already loads, and especially in the Force Awakens, like you said. Yeah, I think we're going to get... I'm looking forward to it, and if anyone can do it, surely JJ can do it, and hopefully Chris Terrio alongside him. Moving on, friend of what I watched tonight, all the way from New Zealand. That's a bad impression. Morgan McGregor, at Morgan Louise McGregor on Instagram. She simply asks, who shot first? And the first oh. thing I think of is, Ant shot first on Instagram. Nobody oh. shot. Oh, I got it in there. Nobody shot. Han shot. George Lucas, as I mentioned about a year ago now, he isn't on this podcast. We are. Han shot first. Yeah, he did. Uh, and even no, nobody got if, a shot away. If if someone is sitting here asking me who shot first, I would say, well, in the original 1977 Star Wars and all of the versions of it since until the special editions, <laughs> Han shot first. He did it first. Yes, there's your answer. Yeah, there's your spo- answer. Spoiler if, for Solo: He shot to Blythe Beckett first as well. Oh yeah, that too. I loved that moment. I thought that was real cheeky. That was yeah, real cheeky. That's fan service, and when it works, that's, it, that's what we get. It just seems. I I understand kind of like why George changed it and stuff, but it change it changes the character actually quite a lot. It does, yeah, it does. Because it went from being a cold blooded murderer to a reactionary. 
Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm I think Han shot first. I think Han shot, but it doesn't really matter. It, it it's not the end of the world, you know. The George's versions of of A New Hope are still fantastic and, and beautiful and then there were some great changes in that and then there were really stupid changes too so yeah. there, there we go yeah that, I, I think that answers that from my perspective anyway yep oh, shot first as uh, yeah and uh, morgan also threw in what do you think blue milk tastes like i reckon it doesn't taste to me it looks like it should taste sour that's what i think i think it tastes like sweet 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 nectar oh Oh, okay. Not 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 sa- not sour then. <laughs> no, no. I think it's it's it looks like it, t- it just tastes like sugary milk, like Nesquik on steroids. If I had a Coca Cola at age five, that's probably what it tastes like. Yeah, quality. Yep. Thank you, Morgan. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. On to our next question is from one of my. Uh, he's a new friend that I've made actually recently. Guy is an absolute legend, absolute gentleman. And from the moment, pretty much from the moment I met him, we were talking and shooting the galactic breeze, talking all things Star Wars. Um, and, and he sent in some awesome questions um, in, into our email. So Jack Stanley, he asks, I know you guys have covered a lot about the rise of Skywalker, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are on who Ray really is. Also, we saw Anakin turn to the dark side, and during his turn, his clothing got darker. Great, great point. Um, I know Rey is wearing white in the new trailer, but in The Last Jedi, she was wearing grey. Could this suggest that she's the first on-screen grey Jedi? Mm, So that's some good questions there. So I guess we're going to start off with who, who Rey really is. The more I keep thinking about it, I was thinking about this today, actually. I was walking through the park called Pleasurely and whatnot, and I was thinking about Ray's heritage, as us sad Star Wars people do. Oh, Did I say man. sad? I meant fantastic <laughs> Star Wars fans do. I have a feeling, the more I think about it, I think Ray and her parentage is going to be a little bit more sci-fi than we think. At okay. this rate, if you if you asked me this uh, two months ago, I would have disagreed. But if you could come up with a story to say that Ray was a failed clone project, a failed project on the side by Palpatine or Snoke or something like that, and she was just kind of let go, or maybe she managed to escape somehow, you know, I really, really wouldn't be surprised. Would you like it, though? I think I would like it. Oh, I think oh. I would like it. Again, it comes to that magic E word in, in this uh, wonderful mm-hmm. podcast, and that is execution. Yep. They could come up with the most wild thing ever, and as long as it's executed well, then I'm down. Then I'm down. Um, if it's executed badly, I think it could be an absolute disaster. Yes. Um, I, I like that Ray is a nobody. I like that. But that doesn't mean that that's it. I feel like you could kind of two birds with one stone, right? You say that she's like a clone or something, or like she's an experiment that Palpatine was working on on Jakku because we know he had lab labs down in Jakku because of the aftermath trilogy, correct me yep. if I'm wrong, Matt, right? That's right, that's right. If, you know, if it was something like that, 
you would explain why she's so powerful, A, and B, it would it, it would address the parentage thing again, and it would mean that her her vision on Acto was was accurate. You know that her parentage is her. Her mm-hmm. parentage is yeah. I, I think that's what I'm getting at. I don't I don't want to get too confused or, or become too confusing for our listeners. But I kind of know what I mean in my own little small brain. <laughs> but yeah, what what do you think on that question? It's a good question. I in my head, in my in my crazy head canon, which isn't my what I want necessarily. But it, she's Ray would be like a Kenobi or a Palpatine. Kenobi just because it's cool because I love Obi Wan. But also if it was Palps, because I've mentioned before having the hero of this trilogy be an offspring of the ultimate evil, the ultimate evil would have this kind of weird, tragic, powerful feel to it, that the most evil person I in the would. galaxy essentially kind of spawned the, you know, the brightest light the galaxy one of them has ever seen. But I also agree with other people that having her connected to Luke Palps or Han or Obi-Wan, it kind of makes the galaxy a bit smaller and it doesn't uh. let anybody else have a chance. I like. I do think. I think she's going to be Ray. Ray nobody because it just allows that idea that the Force can awaken in anyone, which then means more storytelling opportunities, which of course means more Mickey Mouse money. So I think I, because I think the Rise of Skywalker is going to be a banging film, but I've got a feeling that JJ is going to play it not not a hundred percent down the line, but I think he's going to play it as safe as he can without being everyone anyone being able to say oh. This is the most predictable thing ever. But yeah, I, I like yeah, the idea yeah, of her yeah. being like a a creation, or maybe she, maybe the maybe Palpatine created her to be like what Anakin should have been, pure evil. But he actually created the antithesis of that and actually created pure light. Yeah, I I would be so down for Ray to be a Palpatine. Yeah. I would be so down for that. And the Grey Jedi as well. Uh, oh yeah, so they, I, I think that kind of. That that takes us into the second second point, which is a fantastic point, Jack. Mm-hmm. Mate, it, it, it's a brilliant point. Is yeah, her clothing. I think personally, the way I interpret uh, Ray's outfits is the. You remember Ray in the Last Jedi? She she went straight to the dark, right? Mm-hmm. Luke said that in in her vision when she's getting to know the Force a bit better, she's connecting with it, and the Force is connecting with her. Let's not forget that. We know yeah. that from The Force Awakens, that the Force is somewhat choosing Rey. And that Rey went straight to the dark side and came back. I think The Last Jedi and, and her outfit in The Last Jedi is kind of symbolic to the whole idea that Rey was kind of in the middle and she could have gone either way. And that she didn't really know what – well, she didn't know 100% what was going to be the result of going to Luke. Um, and, and it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be, right? And um, I, I think her outfit is very, very symbolic of that. I think the return of the white outfit in The Rise of Skywalker, by the way, I still love saying that, The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> fantastic title. Um, I feel like her, her white outfit not only serves a practical purpose, with the fact that we, we think of the layer scenes, She's wearing a white outfit there. We know she's there. JJ's is using reused footage from the Force Awakens and whatnot, yep. where Ray is in a white outfit 
right? So that helps from a practical standpoint. But I think it's it's a given that Ray is now in a part of the light. That that she started off light. She in the middle there was maybe a test, and it, she could have gone either way. But now she's back to the to the light side of of the force with the help of Luke, his legend, and also dare I say, Force Ghost Luke, and maybe Force Ghost Jedi's or Jedi, other Force Ghost Jedi. That's the one. It, again, that, that that may be answered in the rise of the rise of Skywalker. I, yeah, but then again, all of the Skywalkers have been kind of one. Anakin started off as the ultimate hero and then became the ultimate evil. Uh, other than Palpatine, Invader Luke has always been kind of skirting the dark side. Remember Return of the Jedi when he turned up all in black at Jabba's palace and took down the Gamora, force pushed or force choked, depending on what you want to believe. So he and even in the throne room at the very end. He used his anger to well, to take down Vader after he said he was going to find his sister. It's, all, it's always been that conflict. So, not saying that Ray is a Skywalker, she might be, but um, in terms of this, it's called Rise of Skywalker. People think that Skywalker may be the new name for Jedi. We'll see about that. But if it is, it could be. It could even just be a tribute to the family because they've all basically been grey. They've all yeah. had light and dark in them at some point. But I don't know. I. I like the idea for kind of flitting between not being dark, but you know, being just being open to all aspects of the of the force. So um, yeah, I, I love the whole be. idea of a grey Jedi. I, I do like that. Or, and storytelling opportunities as well with that. Yeah, I, I like that idea. But let's let's wait and see. I think we'll have a better idea in the next few trailers and the next promo material. I think that might give us a little bit more of a of a flavour for the, for this film. I, and I'm stating the obvious there, but. But no, it's true though. Yeah. When we're talking about outfits and stuff, you know, great, great question though, Jack, mate. Uh, keep keep sending them in, and thank you so much for sending in sending in that question in the first place, mate. Thank you very much for that, Jack. Top man. Another voice message now is from Judah Jamie, uh, Lightspeed Reader on Instagram. Hi, Matt and Luke. It's Jamie from Lightspeed Reader. Thanks again for having me on the show one more time. Um, so my question to you is, we've already had one in-depth movie about a character, um, with Solo last year. So if we could have another, uh, movie about any one character in the Star Wars universe, whether it be main, side, droid, whatever, who would you guys each pick to have their own movie? Thank you very much for that. Yes, we have had Solo, and we want a Solo too. So if we could pick a character for a standalone film, who could it be? I like, I I mentioned Eric's idea of a Bail Organa story or The Rise of the Rebellion. Good. Me, I'd happily see a Finn standalone film, just so I can get more of Boyega. And imagine what kind of Mm -hmm. fun adventure it could be. Maybe chucking a bit of Oscar Isaac Poe Dameron, and I'm on board for this kind of galactic buddy cop type uh, film. Wow, yeah, I think if it were a standalone film, I, I, there's so many people you can make. Oh, no. You can make a decent Star Wars film about. You know what? I'm I'm going to be a bit different here, and I'm going to say you could do a. Oh well, no. It says if you could pick a character, so I can't say that answer. What I was going to say was making a film about like a like a total different scoundrel set in a different time period and stuff or whatever that might be pretty cool but anyway i i would like to see maybe something during set during the clone wars yeah so be it one of the jedi from from the clone wars or whatever 
be really cool. Obviously, Mace Windu is one that one that comes to mind. But I'd actually like a, a more a, a lesser known Jedi maybe to have a film about it and their experiences to Clone Wars, um, starting from before the Clone Wars and then leading up to Order sixty six and how they deal with that. That would be sick. Uh, you, imagine that though. You and and that would be a really good chance to like integrate the film with with uh, the prequels and stuff. And you'd maybe be able to see um, like little bits you might see in the background of um, of of the film would be actually like main scenes in episode three. Yes, from like, a imagine that uh, angle. Yeah, yeah, that'd be super cool. So yeah, it, great question, great question. But that, uh, that's one thing I can think of that that I would definitely 110 percent be up for um but then there's there's our boy solo you know i know we've already mentioned it but this thursday uh what what day is it this thursday 23rd sir 23rd may 23rd of may 2019 make solo two happen day let's do it get those hashtags out yeah quality um great question jamie thanks for sending it in we have Another another uh, favourite of our show, Mr. Joe. Yeah, that rhymed. Quality. At <laughs> FilmJoe12 on Instagram asked, in honour of two all-English European football cup finals, who would we pick for our Star Wars eleven? Dear American listeners, this is a big deal, right? <laughs> in, in, in football over in Europe, or what, what you wrongly call soccer, <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh, not really. We we have lot two big European tournaments. That is the Champions League and the Europa League. The Champions League is like the pinnacle of the pinnacle. The zenith, yep. It, and then you got the below that you have the Europa League, where football teams from all around Europe. We're talking Barcelona, Real Madrid, Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Bayern Munich, etc., etc., all compete in one tournament. For a lot of footballers, this is considered the the biggest, one of the biggest trophies to win ever, yep. um, other than the World Cup. Anyway, we digress. This is a Star Wars uh, podcast, but this is such, such a funny question. So in honor of the All English European Cup finals, who would we pick for our Star Wars 11? Joe, quality question. Probably one of the best questions I've got in my entire life. Um <laughs> Straight up, it's got to be Windu, centre forward, banging the goals in up front. Dude is an absolute beast, right? I've got to put Luke Skywalker up top there as well. He can put one in the top corner. He showed that during a Death Star trench run. Mate, for sure. And then then you've got Kenobi's got to be banging the middle, being like playmaking, right? He's our centre (laughs) mid. He's the he's the engine. He's keeping the team going. He's making those chances. Vader is the midfield enforcer. Yeah, oh yeah, he mate, he'd be sweeping, sweeping. <laughs> Did you see that scene in Rogue One? He'd be sweeping. It'd be great. I think I saw that. Yeah, it'd be absolute filth. <laughs> um, right, and then and then straight up, I'm I'm thinking Anakin Skywalker is proper quick. Yeah, he's going to be yeah. playing on the wings. What about Poe Dameron on the other side, speedy winger? Quality. That's see. That's why we make a good team. We'd be well good managers. Poe Dameron on the other side, <laughs> yeah. right? So let's say, let's say he's left footed, right? And yep. then I'm just making it's this up now. this time. Yeah, no, that's it. It's canon. Change Wikipedia now. Um, <laughs> Chewbacca in goal, obviously. Dude's an absolute yep. tank beast. He can, he can, def- he can save everything. Oh, 
I'm going to put Cad Bane in the fence, the old bounty hunter, because not much get, got past him. Oh, that's filth. That is filth. filth. I like that's that. Naughty. I like that a lot. Um, now, I'm thinking maybe we, we need a bit of technical technicality, someone who can like look at things statistically at the back, Ooh. see how the game's going. I'm going to say K2SO. Oh, he, he takes sm- no nonsense, yeah. Hey, he could smack a fall down if they try and come come against him. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, he, may, he may see a few red cards, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it to keep the team going. Who else are we going to have? In def- I've, I've lost track of how many players we've got, we, so we need we, another we, defender. We're our, like, yeah, we need, like an, I think, like another defender or two. I've kind of lost He's... track. I've just been saying stuff as we're going along. Oh, I um, think... Um... Oh, um, we've got to put. Um, oh, should, where's are we going to put Darth Maul or Ray or Han Solo in there somewhere? I think Yoda should be the manager. Yeah, Yoda should be the manager. Obviously, you and I are captain, of course. And straight up, I think I'm going to go for Maul as a left back. Dude is quick. I mean, play him on Star Wars Battlefront Two. He's well quick, and he's vicious. He's double-sided at- lightsaber. He may be double-footed as well. Say no more. And. And right back, we'll have Ray. Ray's pretty quick. Yeah, why not? Because we and, love Ray. Yeah, she, she's strong with the force. She, she's maybe, maybe she's the new chosen one. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. Let's well, not go down that route. Let's not go down that route. <laughs> that's a <laughs> question that and a half in itself, but I, I think we kind of nailed that. Yeah, we've nailed that for sure. Quality they want to do a graphic of that, please do that. Give us our own kit and we'll, yeah, make us a graphic, someone out there, please. And just, just, just to note, Joe has stated that He'd he'd have Jabba the Hutt in goal, uh, mate. Not as good as in goal. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> Ray Ray in midfield and Darth Maul as a striker. I don't know, mate. I think our team would have you. Well, that's it. We'll see you on the pitch Sunday. Jumpers for goalposts. And let's see. And hopefully, hopefully, let's see what happens. But um, let's see how the finals go. Obviously, we have got Liverpool and um, Spurs. Spurs playing in the Champions League final. Thank you. I think Liverpool are going to have that. And uh, Europa League. Europa League, I think it's going to be tight. I think Arsenal are going to have that. I think Arsenal are going to win as well. Yeah, I just hope one day my my team Southampton could maybe think about getting there. Would be nice. Yeah, maybe. Never going to happen. Anyway. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but either way, I think an English club is going to win one of those games. But here's a... We're talking about good questions, (laughs) Here we go. McNamara Jedi, another um, keen supporter of the pod. Thank you so much, Will, uh, at McNamara underscore Jedi on Instagram. He asked, who can do the best Yoda impression? And in sheer generosity, Luke, you must go first. Okay. <clears throat> first one, you are. <laughs> 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 Luke. That's well good. <clears throat> I can't do it. My, my, my voice goes, Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars Sessions. Listen to. You must. <laughs> that, that is so good. That is the oh, first I... time I've heard you do that. That is really good. That's better That's than mine. the first mine. time I've heard me do that as well. That's fantastic. What, well, what, it's what out there now. It's out there. Quality. Mm. What else? Well, we'll, we'll work on some more and we'll, we'll throw out some random uh, shots of us talking Yoda, but have another go, yeah. just for fun. What, me? Yeah. Um, okay. Mm. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Feisty! <laughs> I, can't, I can't get away from that impression, man. 
no. Uh, Star Wars sessions. No, that's it. That's yeah, it. That's good. That's no, good. It works. It's 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 okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, thanks thanks for a quality question, mate. Uh, that <laughs> that was on Instagram. Thank you, Jedi McNamara, regular listener. Um, up next we have the lovely Lazarus Day. Lazarus Die. Um, yeah, we know Laz. It's one of those Lazarus Die. Lazarus Day. Let us know. We've spoken to Lazarus for years, actually, because he is an active member on Star Wars News Network's The Cantina Forum, which is, of course, the forum that Matt and I actually met and contacted each other for the first time on through Mm. sheer chance. Mm. (laughs) So anyway, um, Lazarus has asked us, um, will JJ let the Falcon survive the Skywalker saga? I've seen this quite a lot. I've seen a lot of people discussing this, and a lot of people seem to think that it's then it's going to die. And I don't see why it would. Why why it would? Um, I don't think it not would. survive. I think there's going to be a team riding off into the sunset moment with the Falcon in in there somehow. I I don't know, um, but I, I don't see why it wouldn't. In short answer. Well, I'm fifty fifty. I can't see him killing off the Falcon. Just give because he saw he saw how much love JJ gave the Falcon in The Force Awakens. He made that front and center. But if they're going to have the war to end the wars, as Boyega said, how much, how many characters are, or things are they going to give a finale to? R two people say he's not in the marketing much. Doesn't mean he's going to go. Leia, we've got to sort, sort Leia's story out. Chewie, Finn, Poe, uh, the the idea of the Falcon going down in flames would be one of the biggest gut punches. I think. But would Lando go down with the ship? If it's going to go out, it's got to go out in glory. We can't have the Falcon going out with a cheap shot like a punk. I don't think the Falcon is going to go down because I think it's one of those things that could, that could last forever. But yeah, I, it I depends how mean JJ's feeling. Yeah, I short answer. I I I, I doubt it. I think it's going to survive. But let's see. Let's see. We've got a couple of questions here, which are which are pretty much the same. So we're going to, we're going to answer them both at the same time. Tyler Calvert, uh, YouTube legend, YouTube hero, uh, at Tyler Calvert on Instagram. Do we think the fan backlash from Game of Thrones this season will have an effect on the upcoming trilogy from David, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss? And uh, Ant Shot First, the, the, the Instagram legend himself, uh, he said at, at, at Ant Shot First, he sent in this voice message. Hey Matt, hey Luke. So, I don't know how much you guys are into Game of Thrones, but as you've probably heard, there's an uncannily similar situation in their fandom, going on as to what we Star Wars fans had during the days and months of post-Last Jedi conversation. Which is frustrating regardless of whichever side you're on. I happen to be on the side a little more critical of where Game of Thrones is headed, but on the contrary, love The Last Jedi for whatever that's worth. So I guess my question would be, do you think this is going to be a headache for Disney and Lucasfilm, fearing that the backlash and petition signings and all the similar stuff that they dealt with from The Last Jedi is now going on in the Game of Thrones fandom? And could this damage the potential for Benioff and Weiss's planned trilogy? Let me know what you guys think. Yep, so as you can see, fairly similar questions there. Thank you so much for that, Anne, and what a voice, what a man. Will the backlash affect the uh, Benioff and Weiss trilogy because we've had obviously all these petitions signed and as we know are very similar to The Last Jedi in this case I don't think it is mainly because Bob Iger, Disney and Lucasfilm announced that they were going to have Benioff and Weiss directing or writing these new films these 2022, 24, 26 films right in the middle right, right in the heat of this backlash Iger came out and said yep these guys are doing our films maybe they thought it was the best time 
kind of add fuel to the fire before it eventually kind of burns out and then by then the movies will be underway in terms of production. However, we know Kathleen and Lucasfilm have got precedence in removing directors who don't toe the line or or have some baggage. You know, see Colin Trevorrow, Lord and Miller, uh, Miller, sorry, and they brought Tony Gilroy in to help rewrite Rogue One. And there's this constant rumbling that Ryan Johnson's trilogy is is going to be cancelled, which never seems to go away. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it will affect Benioff and Weiss's trilogy because, like I say, they're not they're only writing the stories. A good director can mould the stories how they want them. But the fact that Bob Iger came out in the middle of this backlash that Benioff and Weiss seem to be facing and said, yeah, these guys are our guys, I think that shows that they're not going anywhere. Yeah, I I don't think they're going anywhere, first and foremost. You know, does it concern me? Yes and no. I think uh, by nature, I'm an optimist, and I think the Star Wars films are going to be great. I think one thing to bear in mind is is... And I, I'll say this is the most important factor. How many hours of Game of Thrones are there? It's like 80 plus or something ridiculous. I mean, 80 plus, right, compared to a what? Eight hour, maybe max yeah. Star Wars trilogy? 10% of the Game of Thrones time. 10%. I really think if if we weigh up all, all of the pros and cons and stuff... I still think we're going to get an outstanding story, an outstanding Star Wars trilogy. And I'd say bear in mind that we don't know the full facts when it comes to behind the scenes. Uh, It it might not. It might come out in the years to come. I know. I I mean, I'm not a Thrones watcher, um, but I know some of my colleagues are are really disappointed with the ending. And and I'm well aware that many, many, many people feel like this last season is completely rushed. Um, and that that's that's a shame. That really sucks. But maybe there, there there are legitimate reasons behind that, and that maybe they just can't say yet. And maybe we'll find out in in the years to come, or maybe they just got really sick of their own story, or maybe they couldn't <laughs> handle um, telling telling this last chapter. We don't know. Would I'd, I'd be completely lying if I said there wasn't some nerves after after such a. a bad ending uh to what has been a phenomenal show but we need to bear in mind that these two gentlemen have had the world the television watching world like in the palm of their hands for the best part of 10 years 10 years you know have some faith in these guys have some faith these guys are nothing you you have to commend them for that you have to commend them for that so that's all I can say. I, I think one of my concluding thoughts would be that we, we don't know enough information to, to, to just conclude that it's going to be rubbish. Um, but if, if you are nervous, then I understand. I think you do have reason to be nervous. Um, but let's see what happens. I, I think they're going to yep, provide agree. I think they're going to provide something really cool. Um, but let's wait and see. Following on from him, though, the, the, thank thank you again for sending that in, both of you, uh, Tyler and, and Absolute Lads. Appreciate it loads, mate. Um, right, so next up, we have a brilliant message on Instagram from the lovely at all Star Wars fans. That's at all Star Wars fans. Um, he's, got, he's got a little breakdown for us, Matt. It says, what are the percentage probabilities, the chances of... Um, the following things happening in the rise okay. of Skywalker. So I'm going to ask the question, and you 
my friend are going to answer. Okay? <laughs> so, Go. are you ready? So, Rise of Skywalker. What's the percentage of the following happening? Seeing the Emperor in the flesh, not a hologram or projection. 49%. What? 49? I just think that in a minute, any because I think in a minute anything can happen, but I'm swaying more to the side of it's not going to be physical. But oh. anything can happen at the minute. Oh, you got me thinking now. <laughs> Damn it, you made me think. Yes. Um, okay, okay, next. Lando not actually being the good guy we think he will be. Straight up 1%. Yeah. Lando's a good guy. Lando's coming in strong in this film. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Okay, seeing or hearing Vader as a force ghost. Assuming by Vader is Anakin, I'm going to go 90%. I think we're getting him. <sighs> That's high. And, and that That's is. High. I think, I and, think and we're getting him. You, you have twisted the question slightly, uh, uh, understandably, <laughs> that you've, you've said Anakin. And I would agree with you. If it's just Vader, I think it's unlikely. But if it was Vader, if we're talking yeah. like Anakin Skywalker, you know, good guy, not just like bad guy Vader, I, I'd say it's likely. But uh, my percentage would be hovering around 60, not 90. Ooh, okay. So so next, uh, seeing the end of the Millennium Falcon. Again, end of the Millennium Falcon question. What do you reckon? I've, I've just gone 50-50, so I'm sticking straight down the middle, 50%. Yeah, fair play, fair play. What about Snoke returning? And in awe, never really died. I'm going to go low. I'm going to go 10%. I can't see it happening. I'm going to go low. I think there'll be we've got a, a, quite a lot already in this film without having to explain how he came back and why he didn't die, even though we saw him. Of course, yeah, we, we've got to explain why Palpatine's not dead. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, or, or whatever I'm that still is, convinced yeah. that Snoke is Darth Plagueis and that while... Palpatine is alive, he can somewhat resurrect Snoke, and while Snoke is alive, he can somewhat resurrect Palpatine, something along those lines. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, but let's see, let's see. A main character dying. What do you think the percentage of that is, mate? Oh, 100%. What one? Leia? Oh. Lando? I, I, I think they might throw out someone like Poe as well. Maybe. Really? One of the big guys, because they didn't do it in the Ooh. OT. Um, and they kind of didn't really do it in the PT, but I think they, I think they're going to have some finality somewhere. I think obviously Leia's your obvious one, but I'm, I'm just not sure how they'd handle that. Chewie, they can't, they can't, you can't kill the pet, you can't kill Chewie. I think someone like Poe, maybe even Finn, mm. or could Ray sacrifice herself for Kylo? Who knows? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. What about Raylo? Oh, Raylo. I think you should ask Arily this question as well, but I'm going to go 51, 51% because I'm not sure I want it to happen. But, you know, there's, there have been kind of subtle slash unsubtle hints towards something. For sure, for sure. And, you know, 51%. The seeds are there if 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 JJ wants to do it, I think. Um, but let's see. I'm going to go for a 30%. I think it's unlikely, but not not super, super unlikely. Oh, I can those see are that. those are some good questions, man. Thanks for sending those in. Um, he's also followed up by saying, also, if you had the chance to make the next spin-off movie, what would it be about? I, I think we've kind of addressed that. The all Star Wars fans said um, they'd have like cinematic Lords of the Sith, like Vader and Palpatine Carnage. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but, I'll take yeah, that. but I think we've already kind of answered that in previous questions. So solo too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for that, though. At all Star Wars fans, uh, rewind about two minutes to hear our answers for that. But going on, we had a voice message all the way from the Ukraine from the lovely Rose, aka All Iranian Rose at All Iranian Art on Twitter. Hey, Matt and Luke, it's Rose. 
There's been a lot of rumors for a long time now about Ewan McGregor returning to Star Wars. And I really respect Ewan, an award-winning actor who was in some of the most hated Star Wars movies of all time. And yet, he never once had a bad thing to say about the experience or the Star Wars franchise. In fact, he's been saying for years he'd love to return. So my question is, what would be the best way for that to happen? Would you like to see a Kenobi movie, a Disney Plus limited series, or just a guest appearance in the Cassian series? Or is it really just too late and Lucasfilm needs to leave the past in the past? All right, thanks, guys. Thank you, Rose. I love your energy. I really love your voicemails and the passion you bring. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah, what's the best way for you and to return as Obi-Wan? Uh, well, he's uh, he's utterly on board with coming back. And I think Lucasfilm would be foolish to not bring him back into the fold. Uh, more than just his voiceover in The Force Awakens. Yeah, there's plenty of stories to be told. And a Disney st- that, that Disney Plus series is the place to be. Eight, nine, ten hours of storytelling. Why not? Ewan McGregor's done TV with Fargo. And TV's now, you know, highly lucrative. And it's an appealing medium for actors. It would, I reckon, it would complete his arc, like pre A New Hope. And even then, it wouldn't have to, it wouldn't have to span nineteen or twenty years between Sith and A New Hope. So it doesn't even need to be the, the definitive tale. There would be room for more storytelling. So I think the best way to bring him back is certainly not too late. And Lucasfilm can't leave this in the past. I think it's not too late. I think the best way to do it is that Disney Plus series. And I agree with Rose. She loves Luke Ewan, how he's never said a bad word against the prequels, mm. despite, obviously, them not receiving that much love. But what do you think? In series, movie, the Cassian series, or should Lucasfilm just been any Kenobi? No, I, I'm well up for a Kenobi series. Well up for a Kenobi series. Um, and, and I think, actually, I, I really, really wouldn't be surprised if that's our third series that they're going to announce on Disney+. Plus. I really, really wouldn't be surprised. Watch this space after the rise of Skywalker and once the Mandalorian is, is a success on uh, Disney plus, I, <laughs> you know, I really think we're going to get a Kenobi series. It's not going to be a long one and it won't be an ongoing one. I'm thinking maybe six or eight episodes, one series. Yeah, done. Be a limited series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Thank you again for sending in a great, great voice message all the way from the Ukraine as well. Awesome. Yep, keep keep them, up. them up. So we, we also got some trivia questions from at <laughs> Shan L Hall 96 on Instagram or Shannon. You you want to answer these, Matt, or shall I answer these? What do you think, mate? Uh, I'm, I'm going to twist it. I'll ask you and you can answer. I don't have the answer, so we are going to have to fact check this um, and put the answers out another time. But how many clones were available for deployment during the outbreak of the Clone Wars? <sighs> And I now have the answer. One trillion. <laughs> um, it's slightly less than that. Doubt it. Six figures. This, this, was, this was literally okay, at the very I, start. I, okay. Um, <laughs> One trillion. It could be. I bet it two, was by 200,000. Yes, it's dead on. 200,000. Is it really? <laughs> it was dead. I think that's what they say in the clones. We have 200,000 now and 200, Lord knows how many more. later. Yeah, no. Oh, cool. Okay. Awesome. Okay, Blilo Ren's flexing oh, his muscles. Yeah, okay, I'll well, take that. Well, how about this one then, tough guy? Um, can you name all of the planets in which Order, Order 66 is being seen implemented on screen in Revenge of the Sith? So what planets was Order 66 shown uh, being implemented in Sith? Felucia. There is, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and Felucia there's is one of them. Seven? Right, Felucia, um... <laughs> <laughs> Kashyyyk? Yes. Yeah, because that you got the Yoda, the attempted Order sixty six there. Oh, right. Okay, let me think. I'm so bad at this sort of thing. Um, right. So Kashyyyk. 
I've already said that. Um, Carson. Yes. Yep. Oh, Utapau. Yes. Oh, yeah, we've got boy. Four out of seven. Yeah, see, there's the loads from the clips. There's the one with, with the, the bridge. The one with the bridge where... Yes. Oh, I should Keen know this. Monday because... is slain. Yeah, and it's and it's there was a great map of this game played in the original yeah, Star Wars Battlefront Two. The original Star Wars Battlefront Two. The first syllable rhymes with your surname. Bly. So, Sai, Kafai, <laughs> My. Yeah, yeah, yes, yep, yep, yep. My no, dude, the, I I don't think I'm gonna get these. My no, 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 no! I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna get it. Are you out? You got four out, out of seven. The three are uh, my Gito. Yeah. Kato Namoidia. Now I'm gonna get that. And Saliasami or Salakami. No, no, that was the one where um, what's his name is fly. He's flying in. I think that was Kato Namoidia. Was yeah, and he's flying. You know the one I'm talking about. And it looks like a planet out of Halo. Yeah, yeah, and he just gets blown up from behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's yeah, the yeah, other yeah. one where the clones are on like the speeders and they shoot the guy down. I think that was. I think that was Salasami. Yeah, all all like two seconds of that planet. Yeah, that montage. Yeah, yeah <laughs> That's a good question. Thank you, Shen. Oh, they, yeah, they were they were super cool questions. Super a bit of fun. Mandalorian Mark at Mandalorian Mark on Twitter. I wonder what his question's going to be about. You guessed it. How if? The Mandalorian will tie into the bigger Star Wars universe. Uh, if the Mando ends up being someone of importance, do you think it will reflect in the movies or other content? As this is new territory for Disney Lucasfilm, what is our take on it? In a nutshell, yes. In in novels and comics, if the Mando is a success or someone of importance, we're going to see him in novels and comics. Other than Solo Ma- Ma- Maul t- turning up in Solo, spoiler. Lucasfilm haven't really connected the canon. All that well, so books, comics, films are all kind of in their own little corners. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's only been a few movies, to be fair. There's only been, like, there's only been the, the two, uh, and a few of them have been established saga films, and they're not going to throw novels and comic stuff into the established saga. Um, uh. So nothing. there's nothing to say that the Mando couldn't show up in Benioff and Wine, uh, Benioff and Weiss or Ryan Johnson's movies. It all depends on the show and the character, more importantly, being a hit. But I think there's no reason why he won't show up in new content. Yeah, I think he will. He'll show up. He'll show up. They'll they'll have books, comics, and and maybe games. I, I think. What uh, watch watch this space? But I, I think he he's going to be like a flagship new era character. That's that's yeah. what that's what I'm thinking of. But but great question, great question. Thanks for sending that in, Mark. Um, we have another regular listener, Joe Caster, who at Joe Caster, who on Twitter and Instagram. Um, for us both, Matt. So for you and I, um, nice. what are your three favourite pieces of Star Wars music? You want to start us off, mate? How long have you got? Um, right, top of yeah. my head, Across the Stars, Yoda's theme, and Ray's theme. But chuck in binary sunset, duel of the fates, your father, <laughs> battle of the heroes. There's too many. There's but that's too my many. Three. There's too many. How right about now, how about you? Off, off the top of my head, right now, I'm saying victory celebration. Mm. Not Yubnub, victory celebration. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Star Wars main theme, and I'm gonna say binary sunset. Oh, 
But has a so, there's too many to just so many. many. That's a brilliant question though, because it makes me think you have to knock some of these out. It's a great question. There's so there's much. So though. there's so and jewel of fate. Oh no, I'm I'm not going to go down that route. I, can, <laughs> I literally like just listen to the to the Star Wars soundtrack start to finish, and there's your answer. Jocasta, um, <laughs> no, you're going to set off set us off on an argument here. <laughs> legend, absolute legend. Thanks, thanks again, Jocasta. No, uh, voice message time for a friend of the show, regular listener, regular contributor, Katie. 120 at KT120 with three E's on Twitter. How's it going, guys? So, question for this week is pretty simple, but your answer could be anything but simple. So, we know we got a David Benioff and a David Weiss film coming, but we've also got a Ryan Johnson film coming. And my question basically is, what would you like to see in this movie? If you were around that writing, directing table, what would you guys want to tell? Like, what would you be telling to people? But yeah, have fun, guys, and as always, keep on being awesome. Yes, what is Ryan Johnson's trilogy going to be about? If we were writing it, what would we pitch? I'm going to pitch a story set in wild space, completely away from anything, set because you've got so many opportunities which are unrestrained by established canon. Plus, we can go to some really odd places with the Force, with technologies, bring in some cool, nasty-looking monsters because it's wild space. It's nothing we've ever seen before. So, Ryan Johnson, get weird and take us to wild space. Yeah, um it's really hard i mean this is why we're not writers right (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's really hard to imagine i would like i would like something set in the far future Mm -hmm. where we are where we are seeing the the almost the benefit and the good of the legend of luke skywalker the legend of the jedi and then and and then the legend of of ray and and of Poe and of Finn and these heroes. That's that's what I'd like to see. And I, I, I'm not going to get too specific, but I, that's something I'd I'd really enjoy seeing. And maybe the legend of Candy Club as well. But thank oh, you again, Katie, for your awesome voice messages. Again, keep them coming because we love hearing them. Yeah, spicy, spicy. Right up next, we got Laura at Laura Wren one on Twitter um, or Laura Wren 11. I think I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure. Either way, it is Laura, one, one. It is. Oh, is it one, 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 one. Okay. Beautiful. Um, right. Laura, um, Laura asks what planets or planet do you think we would definitely go back to in the rise of Skywalker and why, if I had to name you one, it's going to be Tatooine. Right. Mm. And the reason I say that is because I know, my gut tells me Jakku, right? That Ray's back on Jakku in the trailer, but there's no ships that have fallen into the ground. There's no debris everywhere. It's just plain desert. And I wonder if, you know, with this, this is the end of the Skywalker saga. Maybe there's something back in Tatooine for, for, for them to go get or retrieve or find. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, Tatooine's basically where the Skywalkers are from. Uh, but Jakku's the home world of the sequel trilogy hero. Oh, where, wherever that Death Star wreckage is, whether it's Yavin 4 or Endor, we're definitely going back to one of those. But yeah, I think we're going to have a kind of emotional send-off back at Tatooine, I think. Yeah, I have I have a feeling that's that's going to be the way. Um, Laura's then asked another question. What planets, again, it's planet-based, uh, so what planet or planets do you wish... We would go back to one last time, but likely won't, right? So this could be anything but something that you, you think isn't going to end up in the final cut. I've said this before on a show, and I re- I'd really like to see Fel- Felicia, <laughs> by Felicia, or Felicia, <laughs> um, um, 
but that's just me just because i love how crazy the colors are and how cool it looks i love that scene too with commander bligh in in, in it um <laughs> but, but that's that's just me I, I i would like to see coruscant um like the underworld think blade runner-esque that'd be super yeah. cool um but again i'm not sure if we'll we'll see that in in this trilogy anyway what about you matt i'd go coruscant as well endor because i love it i love endor so much and mustafar for vader's castle i think you could get the knights of ren in there somewhere but i don't think we're going to see mustafar in the rise of skywalker but coruscant yeah i think we're both agreeing that we'd like to see that but probably won't yeah for sure for sure good question so thank you thank you laura ren 11 um, another friend of the show, Genevieve on Instagram, Genevieve.Therese.Remy, she asked, well, with the anniversary of The Phantom Menace, what positive things can we say about the movie and have our opinions changed on it throughout the years? Well, we kind of said that at the beginning, actually, by saying it was fun. And it is fun. Yeah, um, it's what, fun. What, that lightsaber duel, the pod race, Qui-Gon's a brilliant character, the score, obviously Duel of the Fates and Anakin's theme, uh, Rick Ollie. Who could forget Rick Ollie? I also found out the guy who played him, uh, Ralph Brown, also played Del, Del Preston in Wayne's World 2, and it blew my mind. Uh, but my, my opinion has changed, because originally I was disappointed and underwhelmed with it. But I've really grown to enjoy it. It's got, as I mentioned, it's got flaws, but it's enjoyable. Nothing will ever take away from the hype that 1999 had. And also little moments like Anakin saying goodbye to his mother. So well done that people mm. kind of overlook those moments. Mm. But uh, it's a lot of fun. And now I hold it in the in, in good esteem because it's Star Wars and it's fun and it's what Star Wars should be. I'm, I'm going to kind of echo that. I mean, I saw it when I was real young. Um, and I think I saw it through rose-tinted glasses just because I was so young and I, and, I, and I just loved it. I loved the um, battle at the end between Maul, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. I remember playing out on the street, like, re- like reenacting those, those moments and stuff, and that was super cool. I remember all the toys and stuff. That was awesome. Um, but as I've grown up, there's there's no doubt in my mind that I look at the film differently to, to when I was so young and and I can almost, it, I like watching it on my own because if I'm showing someone for the first time, I think it's actually not very good. I, I wouldn't start off by showing someone the Phantom Menace as their first Star Wars experience because I, I think it's, that. yeah, I just don't think it's a good way to start because of the, the faults in the film, sadly. Um, but I think it's good fun. It's really good fun. And there there are some fantastic moments in it, but it's by no means a brilliant film, let alone Star Wars film, really. Um, but I still look at it through those rose-tinted glasses, and I still love it. I still enjoy watching it. Uh, but, yeah, it's not my favourite, but it's it's such a good laugh, such a good laugh. Exactly. It is what it is, but, hey, we love it. It's part of the saga, and we love it. So we've got four more. Let's do it. Right, so we got a brilliant voice message coming up from the lovely Norhal at Norhal on Twitter. Let's hear it. Hello, guys. Uh, this is Norhal. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, okay, we have episode nine coming. We have the movies from 2022, but who do you think? I mean, who would be your candidate from the current uh, characters that we have from in canon? Both from the comics, from the books, from the animated series, who who, who would you be your candidate for um, appearing either on episode nine or in the in this uh, new movies? Thank you. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much for sending in a brilliant uh, voice message, Nor. Um, well, whether it's the rise of Skywalker or the 2022, 24, 26 films, would we like any canon material involved in one of those? Like, would we like, wh whether it's like Rebels or Clone Wars, any sort of lore, right? And that's yeah, kind of what I got from something, yeah. I would like to do that. I would like to see that, even if it's in a small way. Like, I love that in Rogue One, we heard General uh, Syndulla in the background, right, yeah. from Star Wars Rebels and stuff. I thought that was so cool, and that was that felt so rewarding because I'd watched Star Wars Rebels, and they, the payoff is there. The, my short answer probably is that I don't – I would love it as long as it's not in your face stupid. Mm. And as long as it actually makes sense for for, the, for most of the audience, like I don't want in episode nine, just like without explanation, just like Thrawn turning up out of nowhere. <laughs> just Do you know guy. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be a fan of that. But if it's explained well, it comes to that, to that magic word, execution. If it's explained well and done well, then I don't see why not. Anything's possible. Simple involvement, not being the main character. I've mentioned her before, I like to see Ray Sloan. Her character was pivotal in the Empire, especially post-Endor and Jakku. And I think her character Jakku. would be a good one just to, just to have in there. Because um, she left with the contingency who kind of started the First Order rather than become like a rebel or go her own way. But she was kind of conflicted after years spent being utterly loyal to the Empire. So I think that struggle would be a good story. So I'd like to see Ray Sloan even just get some kind of mention in, in a movie or something because she's a fantastic character. For people like myself who've read all of the stories with her in it it would be rewarding as as luke said so there's our answers just as long as it fits a story give us everything basically but it's got to fit the story <laughs> everything and another legend ben cook a big Wars fan at ben cook 44 on instagram if palpatine's still alive how is he going to be defeated ray had about has got about five years jedi training luke had about four before he faced palpatine and he had, didn't have a chance yoda went toe-to-toe -to -toe with him after hundreds of years to prepare so without any Force Ghosts, how would Ray fight him? Could Kylo make a difference? And is there a chance we could see Ahsoka, Ezra, or other Jedi to help? First off, I think there's zero chance we're going to see Ahsoka. Basically what Luke's just said. We're not going to see anyone just kind of thrown in. So I don't think we're going to see Ahsoka, Ezra, or anyone like that. Just because of the audience's sake. We're going to need more backstory. They'd be coming in and winning the war. They'd be setting all nine, settling all nine films and nobody would know who on earth they, they were. So I don't think we're going to see them. In terms of how we're going to defeat Palpatine, uh, I think it would have to be some sort of sacrifice to bring him down. Ray alone can't do it. Kylo couldn't do it. Together, maybe. Savage and Maul couldn't do it in the Clone Wars. Listen, Mace Window, Kit Fisto and those other Jedi Masters couldn't take him together in Sith. So, like I said, maybe the next big twist is Ray's going to sacrifice herself to save Kylo and not the other way around. But mm, Maybe. Maybe. It's got to be a sacrifice or something to take him down once and for all. I don't think anyone's going to take him on one and one and one. That's a good point. I never thought about a Ray sacrifice. That's a really, really cool point. It's going to be a twist, apparently. So I think the key is in Kylo. Yeah, Ben Solo. I think he will reluctantly do it, though. I don't think it's going to be knight in shining armor, switch and redemption. I think I don't think it's going to be as clean as that. Um, but I think the key to it is is Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. 
I think I agree. It's got to be it's got to be a grabby redemption of anything. But yeah, it, it's I don't know how they're going to do it, but it's going to be grabby. Yeah, I I agree, and I think that's kind of like what it's what it's been hinting at with Kylo all along in his character. But anyway, thank, thanks again for a brilliant uh, question that's come through, Ben. Really appreciate. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. And lastly, we have our last voice message that come that has come through from the lovely Samuel Allen or G Master G Mark 08 on Twitter. Shoot. Hi, Matt and Luke. Uh, keep up the great episodes there. Um, in terms of my question for this week's episode, um, uh, I've been excited for uh, the Brune Boy since he um, appeared in The Last Jedi. And uh, I was just wondering, do you think we will uh, see him again in The Rise of Skywalker? Uh, I've been excited since uh, he foreskripted that broom at the end of the movie and then uh, looked up to the stars and hoped that maybe Rose and Finn will return to collect him. Do you, do you think this will happen in Rise of Skywalker? Anyway, have a great week, guys, and uh, may the force be with you. Yeah, so again, thanks again for sending that in, mate. Really means a lot, and thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, do we think we'll see Broom Boy? Broom Boy. I, I don't think so because I think Broom Boy was a symbol of, and it, and it was, and it was a very literal representation of the spark that that Luke inspired. Mm-hmm. It, that's the short answer. Uh, maybe we might see Broom Boy in his teens or when he's in his twenties in future content of some sort. Um, but yeah, that let's see. Uh, I'm thinking no. Maybe Broom Boy takes down Palpatine. Wouldn't that be a twist? Oh, <laughs> with, his, with his broom, that'd be uh, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, I'm up for that. Sign me I'd up. love that. Uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if we did see Broom Boy in some way, shape, or form. And I, th- I don't think we're going to see Rose and Finn return to Canto Bite to rescue him, though. I don't think that's going to be too much of a. I don't, but they, if they did, maybe they could mention it. But uh, it, why not? It'd be a nice tie into the Last Jedi without being overly earth shattering. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we did see him in some way, shape, or form. But I think he'd also be still quite very young. Yeah, they're during the rise of Blywalker, but I think we'll see him again. <laughs> whether it's in the whether it's in the rise of Skywalker or not, I don't know. But I think we'll see him again. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I, and I, I, I think there's a chance we'll see him, it, it, even if we don't see him on screen or anything like that in the in the rise of Skywalker or anything beyond that. I do think there's a chance we'll see him in books or comics or games. Yeah, okay, I'd love to see a game about him personally, but yeah, let's see, let's see. Yep, how to sweep a stable. His name is Tamiri Black as well, so he has a name. Yes. Um, and the final question is uh, is a doozy, and there's only one person in the world of Star Wars fandom who's as positive as Luke Bly, and it's this chap, Neil Lowry, at positivity underscore one on Instagram and Twitter, and I mean it. This guy is literally a shining light for all things positive in Star Wars, and I'm very pleased he sent us in a question, so thank you, Neil. Keep shining that light. He simply asked, what has kept Star Wars so great for you? For me, it's the magic. It still feels so full of wonder after all these years. The excitement a new film brings, the speculation, the theories, the tie-ins, the merch, the nostalgia. John Williams' music is a special thing by itself, and there's no franchise like it. The uh, the MCU, great, overloaded. The the DCEU, uneven. (sighs) Star Wars means so much to so many people who've grown up with this. You can watch the films and be transported back to being a kid, just by hearing a TIE fighter, the sea and the falcon, the sound of a lightsaber. There's this real fantastical quality that keeps people coming back for more. And to yeah. me, there's not that much, there's not a lot better than this little space opera, but it's the magic. 
to me. The characters and the I, magic is what keeps it going. I wholeheartedly agree. I think it's uh, I echo everything you just said. It's the it's the characters. It's the music. It's the all the toys you get with it. I love seeing those. I love seeing the fandom. I love seeing everyone excited on 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 the night it comes out on the premiere. I love yes. seeing all the pictures of all these various generations of people going to watch this story that they've all been watching most or all of their life sometimes, and they want to see how it how it ends and how it's going and stuff. And and it's it's just magical. It's one of my favourite stories that's ever been told, and I think that's so cool. Yeah. That's my answer. <laughs> and, the, and the magic's not going to die. So thank you, Neil, Mr. Positivity himself. You and Luke should hang out together. It'll literally bring world peace, I think. So, um, oh, for sure. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it, Neil. You're, you're local enough. Come on. So thank you guys so much for all of those questions. I was slightly blown away by how many we got. And myself and I, I, I can't speak for Luke, but I think I may do. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for all of those questions and the support and the uh, everything you've shown the show. So thank you so much for the questions guys Uh, thank you so much so i think that takes us through to one of our favorite segments does it not it does and i've got a quick shout out to a guy called nagzi thanks for the five star review on apple Podcasts from down under you Ah. rock thank you so much but it's time for canon character spotlight me and luke get a random character from canon could be anyone from (laughs) boom boy to uh palpatine or ray themselves so and we basically shine a little light on them so luke who did you get this week? Uh, I got the famous, the somewhat well-known Law Santeca. There was mm. a there was a lot a lot of theories going around before the Force Awakens came out about this character. But yes, anyway, let's let's hear what we got to say. Um, Law Santeca, a human male explorer, a member of the Church of the Force, who was born in the waning years of the Galactic Republic. He became a believer in the ideals of the Jedi Order during the Clone Wars, despite not being Force-sensitive, and followed the underground faith of his church during the dark times of the Galactic Empire's rule over the galaxy. Senteca found Jedi lore that the Empire attempted to suppress, and his knowledge of the galaxy and its history was useful to the New Republic after it prevailed over the Empire during the Battle of Endor and began a period of galactic reconstruction. Law Santeca also helped Luke Skywalker seek out Jedi lore that the Empire had attempted to destroy. After Skywalker's new generation of Jedi was destroyed by his nephew and apprentice, Kylo Ren, Skywalker went into exile. Santeca, who retired to a spiritual village on the planet Jakku, discovered a fragment of a map that could lead to Acto. Santeca gave the map fragment to Resistance Commander Poe Dameron and was soon captured by Kylo Ren, who demanded to know where the map was. When Santeca refused to comply, Ren killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Santeca's sacrifice was not in vain. The map was given to the Resistance. A young Force user named Ray followed it to Acto and found the exiled Jedi Master. Notable appearances, the Force Awakens and the Poe Dameron comic series. What a ledge. You are rest in peace, Lord Santeca, played by the wonderful Max von Sydow. 
Um, I was granted somebody called Drua, D-R-U-A, Drua, a female Twi'lek who lived on Ryloth in a remote village settlement along with her grandfather. Some five years following the end of the galactic conflict, i.e. the Clone Wars, Drua came upon the Emperor Darth Sidious and his Sith apprentice Darth Vader as they escaped from the Lilac Caves of Ryloth. Vader thwarted an attempt by Palpatine to execute her for being a witness. Unaware of their identities or of the ongoing skirmish on Ryloth, Drua welcomed the two Sith Lords and the Royal Guard Erstin Dees to her village where the Free Ryloth movement later attacked the Imperial Trio. Although Drua, her grandfather and the rest of the village fled into the nearby mining shelter for safety during the attack, the Emperor, seeing them all as living witnesses, had Vader kill all of the Twi'lek villages, including Drua, once the Free Ryloth movement had been neutralised. So Vader slaughtered the entire village this time. Notable appearances, Lords of the Sith novel. Luke, mm. you've got your bloodlust. <laughs> yeah. It, An entire village. We can, mate, we can always rely on canon spotlight, right? <laughs> to bring out the worst enough. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, closing out the show, we have the Poet Laureate of the show debuting his newest work. We have a scoop here. Uh, this is Curtis Smith with Communique. Communique from the bridge of the Star Destroyer Intolerance in orbit over Lothal. It's come to my attention, I'm sad to admit. Some troopers are flouting our rules just a bit. It's the matter of Lothcats I'm talking about. Yes, I know that they're cute. That was never in doubt. The cooks are all scratching from waves of loath fleas, and the gunners can't shoot straight from their allergies. I get they're a fave of the cat-loving masses, but if Vader finds out, it is all of our asses. By the Emperor's robes, what's this new irritation? Just shoot me now, a womp rat infestation? They're eating our rations and carrying plague. When I wasn't looking, one crawled up my leg. We need a solution, something we can do. Query all the computers and poll the whole crew. I'll admit to misjudging our lovely loath cats. It seems even the smallest spells death for womp rats. I'll induct every loath cat into the empire. There are no better ratters for rent or for hire. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry, always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. I have a fine authority that that was the poem that Curtis is most proud of, he said, told me himself. So thank you once again for your very fine words. And this, there was a bit, of, a bit of love and a bit of passion in this one. I really enjoyed that one. Thank you, Curtis. Yeah, legend, pure legend. And just for you, nice one, mate. Yeah, well, that was that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions, but the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone, guys, so where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? Well, of course, they can find us on Twitter, at Star Wars Session, with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session. They can also choose to slide into our DMs on Instagram, and that's at Star Wars Sessions with the S. So slide into our DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions, or feel free to drop a voice note or message to our email address, SWS at What I Watched 
tonight.co.uk. That's SWS at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Yes, we are on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcoin, everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, we are there. And if you love the show, please leave us a good review on iTunes. It helps us more than you know. Yeah, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell your dog, tell your auntie, tell your cousin. The more, the merrier. Simple. Never forget your galactic grandmas. This is the podcast you're looking for. So, until next time, from me, I see ya, and from Luke... May the force be with you. Ba-da, 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 always. <laughs> Hashtag make solo to happen. Experience outranks everything. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>